to another episode of our podcast. My name is Pastor Gashon from PCM Kampala on behalf of the Sold Out Youth Ministry. I greet you all in this season, in this period. Uh, and, uh, today we're going to begin a series on the grace of God. Uh, we are going to look at what it is, what it is not, how to respond to God's grace uh, will allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us as uh, we share the word. Can we pray if you do not mind? Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you that your word is eternal. May you bless it even as we share it with your people this morning. We bless you and we give you the glory in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. The grace of God. I'm very interesting doctrine and uh, it's going to be several series. I want to encourage you that you be part of all the series. If you follow us on this part one, you have not had the whole picture. You have not got the entire picture. 
And uh, that's why it would be very important for you to be part of the entire or complete um, Bible study. Be part of with that of us for all the next uh, episodes. Now we'll go straight away into the Word of God, First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse nine to ten. Apostle Paul is writing and he says, "For I am the least of the apostles." that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. If you follow this very closely, in verse 9, it tells you I'm the least of them. I actually feel I do not qualify to be called an apostle. The reason I call myself an apostle is by the grace of God, verse 10, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I, I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. When you look at this and follow the story of Apostle Paul, you will agree the common definition we all most of us agree with as the definition of grace is quite true in the life of Apostle Paul. Looking at the grace of God as God's nature to do good to us, even when we don't deserve it, uh, which we often define as God's unmerited favor. You see it written all over the life of Apostle Paul when he says, I persecuted the church, but look at it this way. Today I'm an apostle. I would ideally not see myself qualified, but the grace of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. It also confirms the grace of God as his unmerited favor, his supernatural enablement, and his empowerment for salvation and daily sanctification. Grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. I'll repeat this. Grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. Grace is what every man needs, yet no one can earn it. And what God alone can, and he gives freely. Look at the life of Apostle Paul, since he's our reference in this study. We see God's grace upon his life. A man who was persecuting the church, a man who was preaching the gospel, an apostle, yet he was not one of the disciples of Jesus. Amazing, amazing. He could not do this if not for the supernatural enablement, the divine empowerment of the Lord. It gave him confidence. This is what grace does. It gave Paul confidence to begin to be a minister of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you I'll be reading some chapters. That's why you notice uh, Paul seized every opportunity in his letters to remind believers that if it was not for the grace of God, he would not be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Allow me read Romans chapter 1, verse uh, 1, then verse 5. He says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, wait a minute, 
If it wasn't for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, he wouldn't be calling himself a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Verse, four, uh, verse 5, he says, by whom we have received grace and apostleship. By whom we have received grace, the confidence for him to write and minister and stand as a child of God, as a minister of the gospel, came because he had received, verse 5, grace and apostleship. Look at it this way, as grace will qualify you for something ideally would not have been qualified for. He was qualified as an apostle. And if you go further, he received the grace for obedience to the faith among all nations for Jesus Christ's name. Praise the name of the Lord. The grace of God will qualify you into apostleship. But number two, you notice Apostle Paul says, also unto obedience, unto obedience to the faith, to the calling, to, to this unto which he had believed. I'm going to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul writes again, and they say, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Huh? Through the will of God, praise the name of the Lord. So you might almost want to say the same thing, that the grace of God is the will of God, is the will of God, is the will of God, is what God alone can do and what he does freely, and what he does freely. I will again look at, uh, Galatians chapter 1, uh, Galatians chapter 1, Apostle Paul says, uh, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, those are two different things, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Then I go to verse 13. For you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above many of my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers, but it pleased God. Look at the entry of the grace of God. I was persecuting. I was in the Jews' religion. I did persecution beyond measure to the church of God and wasted it. But entry of the grace of God in his life, verse 15, but when it pleased God, the will of God, when it pleased God, the grace of God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Praise the name of the Lord. Paul is saying, and he called me by his grace. To do what? To reveal his son in me. Number one, the grace of God will work in your life before it goes on to enable you to work 
and become a full minister of the gospel to bless others. It has to have its complete work in your life. The revelation of Christ in you being perfected. And it says, reveal to reveal the son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Praise the name of the Lord. Immediately I conferred not with the flesh and blood. After he received the grace of God, he conferred not with flesh and blood. The grace of God, when it appears in your life, there is transformation. There is transformation. It makes you a minister. It makes you a child of God. It brings you into the family, into the kingdom of God. It qualifies you into serving the Lord. But remember, it says to reveal his son, meaning it works in you first before it enables you to go out and be a preacher of or a minister among those God has called you to become. Praise the name of the Lord. So you notice Paul seized the opportunity in his letters to, to remind the believers that if it was not for the grace of God, I would not be who I am. And this grace that I received revealed Jesus into my life. And when Jesus was revealed into my life, uh, when you read the story of Apostle Paul, you notice that after Jesus met him on the road to Damascus, he was separated for some time. And we believe in this season of his life, the Lord Jesus was being revealed. The grace was working in his life. God's unmerited favor is so undeniable in the life of Paul. By all legalistic definitions, Saul did not qualify to be a minister of the gospel until Jesus appeared. Until Jesus appeared. Until Jesus appeared. The grace of God has appeared to many of us on various roads leading to various places, ultimately, which was death. But when Jesus appears, he appears, and when Jesus appears, life appears. When Jesus appears, we are, it's a call to the highway of holiness. It's a call to salvation. When Jesus appears, it is a call unto eternal Life. So you notice the grace of God, the way it appeared to Apostle Paul is not the way it appeared to the lady who Jesus showed mercy when the religious leader brought an adulterous, the adulterous woman before uh, him. His grace was different. So the grace of God appears like the court of Joseph. Let me say it has many colors. It has many colors. The way the grace of God appears to Peter, appears to, to Paul, appears to Gashom, appears to the adulterous woman, the way it appears unto your life is different. Is different. But who appears to each one of us is Jesus. Is Jesus qualifying us, separating us, meaning the standard uh, definition uh, the, it is by God's definition. The, the definition of the grace of God upon each individual 
is quite different. Some, some of us, if it wasn't for the grace of God, we would be drunkards. If it wasn't for the grace of God, some of you would be murderers. If it wasn't for the grace of God, it would be a doubter every day. It would be all manners of wickedness that people as, uh, would be walking in. But the grace of God, the grace of God, is there for your salvation, is there for your daily sanctification. It appears differently to this lady. It makes me in this season want to, to say that the grace of God is the great equalizer. Jesus himself is the great equalizer, not COVID-19. He raises all various men and women differently. He raises the poor from the dust and he makes them to sit with kings. And nobody is made somebody by the grace of God. When you read the psalmist, I think that's Psalm 75, verse 6 and 7. I've loved this scripture for, for quite some time. It says, promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He put it down one. He puts down one and sets up another. The grace of God is the formula of God. The grace of God is the formula of God's choice. These are privy to him alone. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So you notice from the reservers of God's mercy, of his grace, comes promotion in different colors, from, for different people and for different purposes. Peter, the grace of God upon his life, for him to be a minister and to his own brethren, the Jews, Apostle Paul to the heathens, praise the name of the Lord. From the reservers of God's grace, Joseph, when you read the Bible, was raised from the prison to the palace. David, rose from being a shepherd to being a king over Israel. Paul is qualified among those who had been called as disciples and he was qualified among the Jerusalem council, let me say, because of the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So number one, we've talked about the grace of God. God's nature to us, to do us good even when we do not deserve it. His unmerited favor, his supernatural enablement, his divine empowerment for salvation and for daily sanctification. The grace of God can only be given by God alone. Praise the name of the Lord. To a man who needs it, but he cannot earn it. He cannot earn it. It can be given freely only by him. Number two, We've talked about the grace of God appearing in many colors, in many colors. Now, number three, and equally important about the grace of God that I want to talk about is after we agree that the grace of God is God's nature to do good to the undeserving, I want to add that the grace of God is not just God's nature to do good to the undeserving, but there is more. The grace of God is not just that good nature of God to, to the, the undeserving. I want you to underline this clearly. It is God's enabling power. Praise the name of the Lord. It is God's enabling 
power. Remember what we read in Galatians chapter 1, verse uh, 15 and 16, where Apostle Paul said, It pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach the grace of God, the power of God, the divine power of God working in the life of apostle. It is power. Brothers and sisters, the grace of God is the enabling power of God. It is the help of God. It is the empowerment of God over your life to fulfill a divine mandate. The grace of God comes for you to fulfill a divine resolve, a purpose, for you to fulfill your call, your ministry, your assignment, the work God has given you in a certain location or place. It is the power of God in every duty you have been called unto. Praise the name of the Lord. It is not just God's good nature to do good to the undeserving, but it comes with a, it's a complete package. It's God's enabling power. Praise the name of the Lord. This is confirmed. You can confirm this. First Corinthians uh, chapter 15, the same chapter that we read as we were beginning, uh, verse 10. Apostle Paul says, for I'm the least of the apostles, nine, that I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored, praise the name of the Lord. He says the grace was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked the grace of God enabled Paul to be able to be a worker. It was the grace of God that enabled him to do the things that he was able to do. Praise the name of the Lord. He was able to labor abundantly. He was able to work abundantly. Many of the resolves Paul had in suffering for Christ, the places he and planted churches, the beatings he had to endure, the places he was imprisoned, these showed the grace of God, the power of God. The ability to endure came from the grace of God. The ability to be able to plant churches came from the grace of God. The ability to resolve to suffer for Christ came from the grace of God. The grace did that. The grace of God will give you the supernatural empowerment of the Lord that you'll be able to work harder. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So grace is power. When grace comes, when Jesus appears in your life, he doesn't appear for you to be lazy. He comes in, he moves into your life, and he empowers you. He strengthens you. He gives you the resolve, the faith to face tomorrow, to move towards the future. It gives you the gratitude towards the past. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as life is dependence on the power of grace to be what we ought to be and what we ought 
to do. So in this life, we depend on the power of the grace of God to be what we ought to be and to do what we ought to do. Like Apostle Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am. His grace towards me is not in vain, but I worked. But when I worked, it wasn't I. It was the grace of God. I believe this is pretty clear and pretty straight forward. Praise the name of the Lord. So grace is the key. The power of grace moving into our lives, it turns our results into hard work. That's free and joyful and satisfying. It's far from legalistic. Grace does not produce lazy Christians. Grace produces powerful, hardworking believers. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, number four, there's something else that we need to know about the grace. It is not just the power of God, but this power, I want to, I want to basically talk about the, this power exists in your past. This power exists in your presence. This power exists in your future. Grace has been around for some time. Some of you were born 1970, 1995, 1960s. You found the grace of God here. God's grace is holding the world together according to his divine calendar and according to his divine will. There could be missiles that destroy the buildings holding the world together from these superpowers. But the grace of God would hold back calamities. The grace of God will hold back some of these things that could be there to destroy the existence of God's calendar. Let me say this, God is in charge. I want to encourage you to rest in the peace and knowledge that God is in charge. He is in charge before you were born, Grace existed. The grace of God, it reaches out to your past and you are washed clean by the blood of Jesus. Your past, your sins were forgiven by the blood of Jesus. What the blood did in your past, it does again today in your present. It does again in your future. Jesus died for your sins once and for all. He does not have to die again every other day or every other year. Right now, this grace is sustaining you in the present. As you hear me right now, even after you fulfill your purpose here on earth, the same grace will sustain you in eternity, fulfilling all of God's promises for your inheritance in heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. Even after you have gone, this same grace will sustain those whom you leave behind. It will be well with your children. It will be well with your ministries. The grace of God is sufficient. How do we respond to this grace? You thank God every minute of your life more than you did. A thankful heart, thanking him for what he did at the cross, dealing with your past and trusting him for what he has done in your future. Praise the name of the Lord. The right response towards what God did in the future is faith. It is trust. It is trusting in the promises that his promises concerning me concerning my family, will come to pass. Trust in the help of the Holy Spirit. He will help you. He will strengthen you. Faith is the language of today and of the future. 
It is you telling yourself that Jesus, on my side, I cannot fail. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You are able to sing because he lives. I can face tomorrow because I know, and yes, I know, he holds my future. Praise the name of the Lord. Thankfulness means you are filled with testimonies all the time. Example, how maybe you are celebrating your anniversary, 10, 9, 20 years in marriage. How have you things been held up together? The grace of God, nothing else. The grace of God. It makes you, the grace of God makes you to begin to speak like Apostle Paul. I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Jesus becomes everything. He becomes the whole world to you. He becomes more precious to you than silver and gold. Praise the name of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, I will continue on part two of this as we continue sharing and uh, getting blessed from studying about the grace of God. I hope and believe you have been blessed. Uh, tune in for part two and continue following us to the end of this. May God bless you from wherever you are listening. Share uh, this with your friends, your family. I know it will be a blessing in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this episode. I bless you. I give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.